welcome to episode 92 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, this episode is actually not about a game. We're actually going to go back to kind of how we started. It's us just talking about King's basketball. And today, um, or actually yesterday was actually the news, Luke Walton is going to stay as King's head coach. Now, he's had a... Let's just say up and down tenure with the Kings thus far, and I like to just talk about it with Fong about what what your what are your thoughts on uh, Luke Walton staying? Let's just quickly get it out there. I mean, in my opinion, uh, I don't mind it. Uh, if we did get rid of him, I I am actually not sure who we would get. I mean. If that's the case, would Alvin be the head coach for next season? Or, you know, maybe we'll find someone from overseas or something? I don't know. I actually do not know if uh, who would we get if we did fire him. We'll, we'll save that for t- towards the end of the podcast. But we'll quickly just kind of go over, I guess, what we think of Luke. Like what we thought he did this year. So... I'll be honest, I went, I, you know, did a list of just the good and the bad of Luke Walton. Now, I don't think, I'll, I'll put it out there, I don't think he's a bad coach. I for sure didn't, don't really think he's a good coach by any means. I think he's more or less just neutral. Like, I don't, I, here, here's, here's my take on coaching, first of all. I think it's a bit more overrated than you might think, most people think, just because, like, I look at Greg Popovich this year. You know, he's arguably the best coach of all time, if not second best. The first one being probably Phil Jackson. Like, he, you know, he coached the Spurs this year. And that team has talent. They have, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan. They have uh, Derek White, Patty Mills, and those guys. Like, they have, like, you know, these veterans who have kind of been around the league. And... Like and then they have like young guys like young wings and Dejounte Murray and uh, Lonnie Walker and uh, Derek White again um, and you know they have veterans and then they have a nice mix of veterans as well I forgot to mention Rudy Gay like that team coached by probably the one or two best coaches of all time is the ten seed and with the Kings like literally like you know you know knocking on their door for much of that much of like the final weekend like. I just don't think overall coaching matters as much as people think. Hmm. That's a pretty big take. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can say that. I mean, can't. I, I have no opinion since uh, after watching uh, this dumpster fire, it's kind of hard for me to say. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying, well, I'm not completely saying it doesn't matter at all. I think in the playoffs it matters. In the regular season, it doesn't matter as much, in my opinion. And, you know, baby steps for the Kings. We're, we're not talking about playoffs. We're not talking about championships yet. We're talking about just making the playoffs. And I just don't think keeping Luke really hurts you that much. And at the same time, don't think it helps you that much either. So anyways, I, I, did, I did kind of a listing of some of the good and the bad. Now, there are some stuff that I can de- definitely say he's kind of not great at, but, like, you know, you have to take in circumstances. And then the good. I couldn't really find anything <laughs> to really, like, give him credit for just because, like, well, the one good thing, the one definitively good thing is that the offense is 12th in the league this game or 12th in the league this year. 
and it's been consistently, I think, in the top 10. Like, you know, the Kings offense, you know, as one-dimensional as it can be at times, you can't deny if it was effective. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, other than, you know, that the ISO ball in the beginning of the season, I, I mean, towards the end, we actually made some plays and, you know, it had that kind of offensive fire, too. Yeah, uh, the only, I mean, the only criticisms I have, it is a little bit too iso ball heavy. It, it is a offense that is tailor-made for a guy like De'Aaron Fox to go to work. Although, personally, I would like to see him get more switches, because it's not the greatest idea going against the best defender uh, on, on team every single night, my opinion. But, like, I, I mean, like, I didn't love the offense for much of the year, but, like, at the same time, again, you cannot deny if it was effective. And, you know, how, depending on how much credit you want to give to Alvin Gentry, like for kind of building that offense, cause, because he is an offensive guru and he's had a good history of being, you know, a good offensive coach. Last year, the offense was not great. It was, again, very one dimensional, um, you know, result, resulting a lot of like one screen and then someone tries to score or like someone just, you know, takes a bat, takes an early shot. Again, not a lot of creativity there, but again. It's 12 this year, so what can I say, right? The second good thing that I can say about him is that he has good relationships with uh, players and even the front office. Like, him and Monty seem to get along well. Like, they've talked about, like, they talk with each other all the time. The media seems to actually like Luke. By media, I mean the actual, like, reporters, not just, you know, the bloggers, because... Let's be honest, like, you know, uh, Luke Walton on King's Twitter, and I assume King's Reddit. Not a very popular guy. No, he is not. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised he has good relationship with um, uh, the front office. Like, with the players, I, I, I kind of understand a lot more, but with the front office, I, I kind of expected, you know, maybe some tension with... Uh, whether or not he's doing his job or not, or I don't know, uh, kind of like uh, what has happened before with you know Let's our see. previous coaches. Okay, sorry, keep going. You know, uh, kind of what happened with our previous coaches. Yeah, like the previous coach Dave Yeager did not have good relationships with literally anyone. He didn't have a good relationship with the players. Didn't have a good relationship with the front office. And guess what? He was canned. Like. You know, that I guess, I don't know if that's a positive or not, but, like, you know, from what I've heard from media members like James Hamm and Jason Jones, like, Luke, like, knows the game and is apparently a very, like, good guy to talk to. Like, you know, he's very talkative and, like, he, you know, he's friendly and just, yeah, there's, I mean, like, he's not, like, an asshole by any means and he's not, like, a mean guy, which you can't say that a lot for, for a lot of uh, coaches before him. Yeah, no, you can't say that, I guess. I, I mean, we don't know Luke personally, and compared to the coaches before, I mean, I got to say, I, in my opinion, I think Luke is one of the better coaches, unless, uh, besides like Mike Malone, I'd say, would be a slightly better coach than uh, Luke. I don't think he's slightly he's overall a lot better, but, you know, <laughs> like, I, but... I mean, he's the second. He has the second highest winning percentage of all time for the Kings, behind Rick Adelman. Luke does, and yeah, I mean, it says a lot about like the rest of the the rest of the uh, pool. But like, he has had a decent amount of success to a certain degree, 
And, you know, King's Twitter and King's Reddit tend to kind of just harp on his negatives all the time. And, you know, I think, again, I think he's overall a, a okay coach. Again, I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's, like, as bad as people like to make him out to be. And, like, the fact that he has good relationships with, you know, Fox and those guys, like, at least there's harmony there. There's a bit more stability there, I guess. Like, I guess that's a positive overall, but that's actually all the positives I have. Anything else you want to say about, like, Luke? That's, you know, a positive thing about him. <laughs> uh, to be honest, not on the top of my head. I can't think of anything to, uh, besides what we have said so far. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to the bad then. Well... The bad defense was 30th in the league. Uh, it was pretty consistent throughout throughout the uh, the entire year, by the way. However, I did find a weird nugget. We were number one on defense uh, during the last 10 games in the league, which was pretty funny, to be honest. Uh, really? uh, I had to look at the opponents. I forgot to check it. But like, you know, just having the having played the Thunder twice, like. I mean, geez, <laughs> like uh, that's not exactly great composition, but it's a 10 game sample. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, we were number 16 uh, in defense in the last 15 games. So I think it was like improving towards the end. Of course, competition does matter, but at least that's somewhat of a positive sign. Like maybe guys started finally getting familiar with, uh, you know, the defensive schemes and all that stuff. Like, you know, I just think, you know, I don't know what the fuck happened because last year we were getting better on defense towards mm-hmm. the end. Especially with Buddy, like we know Buddy has some good defensive tendencies. It's just whether he does it or not, or I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, like this season, it seems like he's kind of on and off when it comes to uh, defending his uh, whoever he's defending. But. uh Overall, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, we improved uh, slightly from, uh, you know, being last. Are we talking about the same buddy healed? Like, I, I don't know what you mean by good defensive tendencies. I think his tendencies are terrible <laughs> for, mu- for now, much of the year. It must have been last season. If It's probably because the defense from the beginning of last season was terrible. And then all of a sudden he started trying a little, and I guess in my mind that it's considered attempt to be good. <laughs> Maybe that's what. Whatever it is, he was. I mean, like he tried this year, and like he did have bright spots, but overall, I think his his fundamentals overall, like on defense and you know to a certain degree offense. But by the way, I, it's just bad. Like constantly loses guys off the ball. Not a great on ball defender. That's been established, and just like I always mentioned, like Kings make good defensive rotations when when it's only one or two rotations. The third, it's usually the third that breaks down. And unfortunately, my eyes just usually end up looking at Buddy half the time, I feel. Mm-hmm. Where it's just all, it just always seems to be him that needs to make the rotation, but just doesn't because he doesn't read the game like that well. And I mean, it is what it is. I, maybe he improves. Like, you know, I know he's a bit on the older end. I think he's like 28 or 29 next year. Like, you know, I, I think he can improve, but like it's going to be marginal. 
And like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a good defense, it's gonna be tough when he's your starting two guard. Yeah. Especially with Marvin out there too, where his defense is still trying to uh, develop. And uh yeah, with them two out there, it's no wonder why we're like pretty much almost last in the league. Well, you know, talking about defense, like we just mentioned like the two guys that, you know, were pr- like like uh, here's the thing about like Luke. A lot of the a lot of the bad stuff, like you have to take into circumstance. We were 30th in defense uh, d- during the entire year, but if you look at the defensive like personnel, you're talking about Marvin, like you know, minus defender, uh, Buddy minus defender, and like Fox usually kind of you know usually he can be good but doesn't do it that often, so he's a minus defender. Tyrese, as good as he is, is a rookie and just isn't good on defense just yet. And he he's one of those players who would work a lot better on a good defense because of the way he can free safety, kind of zone up because with his long arms. But the the Kings defense overall just isn't good, so he can't take advantage as much. Like Corey Joseph was like one of your better defenders like throughout the year. And, like, I know a lot of, like, people shitted on Luke for playing him so much. But, like, who the hell was he going to play? And, yeah, I just don't think Luke had the personnel to really be a good defense. But it is pretty inexcusable for them to be 30th in defense pretty much consistently the entire year. But, but Owen, how about the dirt unit? How about the dirt unit? We had Jason James and Kyle Guy. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, well, at least, like, in the case of Kyle Guy, we knew when, we kind of found out why he doesn't play much, but, like, you know, I I get it, like, Justin James had a great last two games, like, he, he really showed something, I want to see more of that next year, I want to see if it's actually a thing, but for much of the year, these guys were not good, like, Metsu, he's a, he's, you know, he just got a contract, but was a two-way player for a reason, like, Justin James is a two-way player for a reason. Kyle Guy, a two-way player, probably wouldn't be on the team if, you know, we had a regular G League season. Jemias Ramsey, definitely in the G League. Robert Woodard, definitely in the G League. Like, you know, there's a reason why these guys don't play, and the reason why is because they're either not ready or they're just not good. And it, you just have to get through to some people on Twitter who like to second-guess, like, the coach for a lot of this. And it's not a Luke-exclusive thing. A lot of... A lot of teams, like, you know, Greg Popovich, for example, for a while back in the day, did not play Dwayne Dedman, even though he was better than who, who they had as a center um, earlier. Like, Michael Porter, like, last year, Mike Malone did not play Michael Porter Jr. for extended minutes because he wasn't ready. He wasn't playing much defense, even though he was really good on offense. Coaches do this kind of stuff, and it's, it's just how it is. Coaches tried to play the guys who they think won't make as many mistakes and rookies make mistakes and that's why they always kind of venture towards like playing you know the older more established veterans Mm-hmm. yeah that's very true so that's why i, do, I generally don't give luke for that shit for you know sitting the third unit as much as he did although we'll, we'll be getting into it later like i wish you would just to buy the starter some minutes because i was not a fan of his minutes management we'll get to that but you know c- going back on defense like communication was never consistent it just was never kind of ingrained it feels into the team and you know but same thing going back to the kind of like you can't really blame luke for all of it like somebody has to be that floor general out there 
Like, it can't be Luke all the damn time yelling out defensive assignments unless you want to be Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, I know, does it, but in, I don't know if that works with every team. Like, it works with the New York Knicks this year, but remember when Tom Thibodeau was on the Timberwolves? Because he did, because he kept yelling defensive assignments on the sideline, like, the players just started tuning him out. Uh, well, hopefully that's not the case with, you know, our Kings uh, defense, but, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress, but yeah, with Thibodeau, yeah, they, the players really lost him, or the coach really lost the players at that point. Yeah, so you never know if, like, that's the effect that, you know, if Luke's going to do that kind of stuff. It's probably not in his personality to do it. Like, does he just tune out the players? Like, you never know, but, you know, a lot of social media loves to second-guess Luke on these things. But, yes, that needs to be fixed. And, like, hopefully next year when you have a normal schedule with, you know, regular practicing times, like more practice time in particular, like, you know, I hope that they get to fix this because there is some defensive talent that I'd like to see kind of, like, grow. Like, Justin James is a defensive player, and hopefully he gets more minutes next year, like – Barnes is a good defensive player. Fox, if he can lock in just more often, because he really picks his spots there. And Tyrese will be another year, you know, older and just wiser, and he'll definitely be better on that end. So we'll see. But let, let's not have the 30th worst, you know, 30th worst defense in the league, like you know, two years in a row. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you predict our defense will be next year? That's a tough one. Uh, I'm just gonna hope it's in the top 20. Like, you know, that, yeah, that's my yeah. bar. That's my bar. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, even if we were 20th, that that's at least there's some attempt of improvement from you know this season. And hopefully, yeah, you know, maybe our offense will even improve more with uh, everyone being healthy. Yeah, um, hopefully that's the case. And uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm more optimistic about next season uh, than most people. Well, I, I do <laughs> predict that we make the playoffs, like kind of have to, to be honest. If we don't make the playoffs, man, that's going to be a talk about a <laughs> talk about a reckoning there. But um, anyways, moving on. Uh, so I talked about earlier minutes management. Starters played way too many minutes for my liking. Fox was like consistently playing in the 38 minute range, like 40 minute range for a lot of like that middle part of the year. And this is kind of where, again, we understand why, because like your, your six man was Corey Joseph and Manya Bielitsa was gone for a month and there just wasn't really anyone to play. So you kind of end up having to play the starters as many minutes as they did. But like, I felt like, you know, a good, a really good coach, like, you know, a coach like Popovich would be able to kind of harness a little bit of that third unit. Like, again, well, Metsu was injured for um, like almost six weeks. and But like Justin James, Kyle Guy, like those guys can probably like just buy Fox like one or two or three minutes as opposed to just him playing, you know, 40 minutes. I just was not a fan of that. No, same with Barnes too, especially since he's like what second or third at most minutes for us uh, at the, well, I guess you could say power forward position guarding the bigger man. Like I would say 80, 90% of the time that really wears Barnes down. And, you know, 
I can't remember how many times he's gotten injured, to be honest. Well, you, you know, he, he's been a pretty much an Iron Man for much of his career, but, like, you, you can't really, like, you can't really ignore the fact that him playing so many minutes probably had something to do with him getting injured, like, towards the end of the season. And he had to miss a few games before that, too. Like, you know, these minutes kind of wear down players. And, like, yeah, he was, I think him and Fox were, like, one, were like top five in minutes. Like behind, you know, the Knicks because Tom Thibodeau plays his runs his guys into the ground. But, you know, Luke, unfortunately, is very similar in that way where he really ran Fox and uh, Barnes into the ground, I felt. And, you know, it's hard not to make a correlation between like playing a lot of minutes and getting injured towards the end of the year. I know Fox was off uh, health and safety protocols, but like Barnes, like he had a, a abdominal strain and that like basically kept him out like. You know, the last 10-ish games of the season? Mm, yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I just hope we have better depth next year. And, again, this is a thing you can't really blame Luke for that much because Monty did not give him much of a roster to work with. Again, Corey Joseph was your sixth man. And, like, there were there was a stretch of games in the middle of the year where Bielitsa was your only scorer off the bench. Like, there was, like, a stretch where, like, he would score 10 points off the bench, and that was all the points that you would get off the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no depth on the bench. So, like, again, like, a lot of these things I can, like, crap on Luke about, like, his minutes management, it's it's not a it's not like a situation where he has full control. He, do, he simply does not have much of a roster to work with. Yeah, sadly, we didn't get the, you know, the roster we wanted uh, until closer to, was it, after All-Star break, where we got TD and, uh, and uh, why, why did I forget Lon, his name right? already? Yeah, Dewan Wright. Right, without Dumb, I, oh, man, our bench uh, from uh, when we had Corey Joseph, yeah, it was is 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 it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, and you know you can't again like you know a lot of people crapped on Corey Joseph. I'm gonna show the guy some love. I I really like what Corey Joseph did, and like he did what he could, and you know he's a smart defender, but like when you don't have a good defense behind you, it just doesn't work because you know he's forcing a guy like you know it to into the help. But there is no help, so the guy just gets an easy layup. And you can see him getting more and more frustrated as the year like went on. But like, again, there just wasn't much to work with. And we'll talk about the final piece of the depth, Hassan Whiteside. He played a lot of minutes in like the first half of the season. And it was pretty painful. But at the same time, I, ha- I understood why he had to play. Because there wasn't anyone else to, to play. Like, who else were you going to play? Like, Marvin was injured uh, for a chunk of the season. Like, he was basically your backup five. Mm-hmm. Hassan, I mean. Yeah. I so, mean, you uh, had to play him, unfortunately. Yeah, same with Metu. Like, he's uh, he's a lot smaller, so he can't guard all the bigger men. And plus, he, he also got injured, too, for parts of the season. So, yeah, unless we bring someone up from a two-way or somewhat uh, to be our backup, I, yeah, Hassan really cannot be that, like, go-to guy for our bench. 
So yeah, the this is us basically ranting how we did not have we just didn't have depth in the beginning of the year until like that trade that brought us uh, Delon, Damian Jones, uh, you know T- Terrence Davis. Like we had no depth. So like it's hard for me to really fault Luke for a lot of these things because you know circumstances dictated he had to kind of play this way. You're he wasn't going to go to Justin James because he hadn't really proven himself. We'll see next year, but. Like, the Quan Jeffries, like, was weirdly inconsistent. Like, it's just, again, a lot of these negatives that people say about Luke, I just don't see how a different coach plays it that differently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of of my review of um, Luke Walton for this year. Like, Like, you know, hopefully this roster like that we have right now, much of it comes back next year. Like, you know, barring a, a big few trades, like, you know, maybe Buddy is gone, maybe Marvin's gone, maybe Harrison's gone, but DeLon, Terrence Davis, and I I imagine Mo Harkless, Mo Harkless is really 50-50 for me because I think we're going to draft a wing if we keep that pick. Like, I just, I don't, I need to see what this roster looks like after the free agency period. And who we use the draft pick on because, like, next year will be kind of the proving ground. Again, I have I've said my piece. I don't think Luke is like good by any means. I don't think he's bad by any means. So next year, I want to see what Luke can do. Like, maybe he proves that maybe he is a good coach, or maybe if he's is unable to harness like you know an actual roster that, like, at that point, like you know. That's, I guess, time to cut bait. <laughs> like, if you're given a good roster and you still can't perform with it, like, part of it has to go on Luke, even though I think the players uh, need to take responsibility as well. But when Luke, if Luke is going to have a full roster next year, like an actual good roster with depth, there is no excuses anymore. Yeah, I, I'm crossing my fingers with Monty, you know, uh, that he could bring a decent roster for Luke uh, next season because I. If he does, I I I think we could at least uh, reach like 42-42. Wait, is it 82 or 84 game season? So we next? so we don't know yet. Oh, I see. Well, I'm I'm hoping halfway. You know, um, more more the better. You know. Yep. Uh, we'll see about that. But yeah. Um. Uh, but again, like even then, like. You know, so much you can only blame Luke for for so much. Some of it has to fall on the players. Like De'Aaron, I think, you know, as good as he's been this year, I think he needs to be that a more vocal leader in terms of just get like he cannot start off games sleepwalking through it. Uh, again, I've I've said my piece in just how I think uh, Tyrese can be, you know, the kind of pick your spots kind of score. Because he's shown the ability to be able to control the pace of the offense and to be able to kind of, you know, get everyone in position and just, you know, get a good shot. De'Aaron can do that as well. But if Tyrese is going to be able to pick his spots, like someone needs to be the volume scorer. And Fox needs to come out aggressive right away on offense and defense. He cannot come out kind of standing straight up and down and just, quote unquote, letting the game come to him. I think he has to be the guy that, you know, is basically attacking and putting pressure on defense every single possession or on most possessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has to like run the team like 
crew him or, <laughs> or something like that. And then the defense, yeah, Fox, I think, needs to uh, kind of contribute a little bit more on that end. Again, I he he has shown to be a lockdown defender sometimes. It just doesn't happen enough. And he, I think he needs to take more responsibility on that end. We'll see if Rashawn Holmes comes back. But, like, Rashawn, I think, can be an anchor of a good defense. If, like, the pieces around him are able to kind of, like, run the schemes and just, you know, communicate more. Yeah, hopefully we could yeah fix that switch defense. Wait, switch defense or to help defense or knowing when to switch off or whatnot. Yeah, let's just hope. <laughs> well, that's kind of our uh, that's kind of our breakdown of Luke Walton again. Overall, I don't think he's bad. I just think he's a bit. I think he's you know overall an average coach. It's still hard to say if he's actually good or not. What does he next year? Like, if he has an actual roster, again, he has no more excuses. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, next year is going to be a, a real proving ground of a year because next year is good. If we miss the playoffs again, that's going to be 16 years. We're going to hold the record for play, for um, years of consecutive missed playoffs. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Um, hope And, like, at, at – you know the honeymoon stage I think has will have worn off if we don't make the playoffs because Fox it's going to be Fox's fifth year like that's five straight years of a losing culture like it's gonna it's going to wear on like you know the players and that's when things can get really dark. Yeah, let's I mean yeah let's hope we keep this uh, group together and yeah if we get those wins we'll. Uh, we'll definitely see this group uh, playing for us for a long time. Uh, like I said, hoping to hit that half-half mark. Okay. Well, again, that's it for our Luke analysis. Hopefully next year we do make the playoffs um, for the sake of our sanity and for the sake of the sake of the team to, you know, instill some more hope into this franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, just quick, just before we end the show, uh, I'd like to just quickly get your thoughts on some of the playing games. So the uh, Hornets and Boston, the Hornets and the um, Indiana Pacers, that game um, just end, well, it ended a while ago. But the Washington and Boston playing game just ended. And I told you specifically not to check the scores, but I want you to give me your predictions. Uh, who do you think won out of Indiana and Charlotte? I feel like Charlotte won this one. You would be wrong. They got oh, the shit beaten out of them. They got the shit beaten out of them by Indiana without Karis Levert, by the way. <laughs> How on earth? So How the final score of that final score, you're gonna you're gonna have your eyes pop out. One forty four to one seventeen. They what? destroyed the Hornets. I, I don't even know what happened. I'm looking at the box score. It doesn't really tell the whole story. But, my God, like, it just looks like Indiana just shot the lights out. <laughs> from, And it looks like there wasn't a lot of paint defense either. Um, Yeah, and uh, Hornets just couldn't buy a bucket. LaMelo Ball, minus 35. Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. He really? just, I just think he was, he probably was off. I don't know, 4 for 14. Miles Bridges was good. And Terry Rozier, 7 for 20. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. 
that happened. Uh, I did not watch the game. Um, I just I was just shocked when I saw the score. It was like 30 when I checked the score, uh, like in the middle of the third. It just I, it just wasn't the Charlotte's night, I guess. I, I guess so. Gee, without most of the guys too, man. I will me... say I will say uh, Hornets did not have a uh, Gordon Hayward. Eh, I mean. That shouldn't be a benefactor, in my opinion. That should be a benefactor. He was their big acquisition, and he's been good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me think. It might have been a closer game, but, man, that, I, I kind of want to see the boss score after this, because did they even miss that many? They, uh, they went 12. They, um, they shot 55%, and... Um, and got 45% or 48%, 46%, sorry, uh, from three. Pretty Shot pretty oh. good, but they got up a lot of shots. I see. Huh. That's interesting. Maybe it, is it a lot of turnovers and rebounds on their side? Let me see. So 14 turnovers um, for the Hornets, and Indiana actually had more turnovers. Okay, that's that's a that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Gordon Hayward would have made a difference. They probably win this game with them, just like getting that offense running and just not letting it get out of hand as much as it did. Yeah, I think anyway. You well, you know, I guess I guess we found out something new today. Fong hates Gordon Hayward for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the second game: Washington versus Boston. This just ended, so. Who is your pick? Who was your pick to win this game? I mean, I, I wanted to say Celtics, but I have a feeling that Wizards did an upset. So I'm your pick is the your pick is Wizards. Wizards, you are wrong again. They oh, lost by gosh. 18 points. They will be playing Indiana, I think, tomorrow. Not actually sure how that works. But they they are going to, yeah, um, Celtics move to the seventh seed and will be playing, uh, let's see. Oh, I just clicked Boston for some reason. I'm an idiot. But let's see. Their schedule, they are going to be playing. It doesn't even say. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know when they'll be playing uh, Indiana, but that will be an interesting uh, game. Let's. I know t- Jason Tatum have 50 points. That game? Oh. This game, yeah, he he went off. Uh, Kemba Walker contributed with uh, 29, po- 29 points. Like, and on the other side, Westbrook. Oh boy, six for eighteen, zero for Oof. four from three. Oof. He did not get a triple double either. Oh no. Oh just no. Wasn't, just wasn't his night. And Bradley Beal, like twenty two points. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what happened with him. And, well, I know he has got a hamstring injury. That's probably what happened. But like. Yeah, I guess, you know, we'll see what happens uh, in the next game. Hopefully, Washington comes out. Uh, I hope Washington wins because Indiana is not an interesting team. I think, again, uh, having Wizards against, well, actually against Philly, that's not interesting. But, like, you know, I, I root for the Wizards more than I root for Indiana. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the Celtics too. But, you know, you, you Westbrook got to get that triple-double to win, you know. What is that voice? I don't know. What the fuck is that voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so Thursday will be uh, Indiana versus Washington. Uh, that will be at 5 p.m. Um, if you guys are interested in catching that game, 
I will not be watching that game. I just don't want. I just don't feel like watching it. I'm just gonna be honest about that one. But uh, okay, well, let's go on to the West. So San Antonio uh, is um, facing Memphis for the chance to play whoever loses the Golden State and LA game. Uh, let's start with San Antonio Memphis. Who do you think takes that one? I'd say San Antonio. San Antonio. Hmm. That's interesting. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's actually a tough one. Like, I mean, like Memphis theoretically would be the better team. They, I think they have more talent. But like, I mean, San Antonio, like that's Greg Popovich coaching. Like, you would think they'd be able to beat Memphis. Hmm. It's a tough one. Uh, well, you know what? Since you picked San Antonio, I'm gonna pick Memphis. Okay, we'll we'll see about that because wait, it's tomorrow, right? It is tomorrow, yes. Maybe I'll watch that. <laughs> I'm I'm but, definitely watching it. It's at 4:30 if you're interested. Um, oh, maybe not. But, that. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't I don't know. Like it's just tough because like I I want to believe in pop, but like for the most of the year they've been very mediocre. And Memphis, like, they have the talent to beat the Spurs. So I, I don't know how I'm gonna how I feel about that one, but let's go well, let's go on to the marquee matchup. Golden State versus Lakers. Who do you think takes this one? That's a that's a tough one. Uh no, actually I wouldn't say two uh, is AD and LeBron uh healthy? Let me go check their injury report real quick. So no data available on the injuries list, which probably means they play. Mm, ooh. <sighs> I, for me, I would want to say Lakers since they're all healthy, but I cannot disrespect Steph for going off, <laughs> carrying the Warriors to a win either. So it's it's a it's a toss up for me. I I'm gonna lean towards Lakers. Coward. I'm, I'm gonna go and stake, baby. Le, like LeBron just injured his ankle again, and AD is just AD. He's you know I don't think he can carry. I don't think he can carry the uh, the Lakers. Uh, but honestly, he they you know like against the Warriors, he might be able to. But I'm going I'm going Golden State. I, you know I believe. I was about to say we believe, but you clearly don't believe. So it's just me. I, I believe in the Golden State Warriors. This this is going to be the 2021 We Believe Warriors. Yeah, we're just, you're going to be chanting BLA, just like the Kings. Oh, uh, well, well, you won't be chanting because you're part of you're part of the Laker family now. I know. This is this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. If they beat them, I'm going to make fun of I'm going to make fun of you for so long for that. Last year it was the Miami Heat. You just would not pick them, and this year we're doing the same shit again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait till we get to the Miami Heat series when, because they're facing the Bucks. Uh, oh, okay, well, you, you know what? You know what? Let, 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 let's do this right now. The, who, who do you think wins that series? Bucks and Miami. Bucks and Miami. <laughs> I hope the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, they need to. They need to do a comeback against Miami. So are you picking? So are you picking Milwaukee for that series? Most likely, yes. Is that a yes or a no? Not most likely. You got to make a choice right now. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm picking the Heat. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm believing in the Heat, man. 
They got Nemanja Bielica. They got Professor Big Shot. They got Jimmy Buckets. I I think I think I think Miami's in their head or no is in the is in the Bucks's head. I think if True Holiday doesn't come through, I think that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be rough for the Bucks. I think it's gonna be up to Drew Holiday to win that series. Because I think Giannis Giannis still hasn't really fixed the kinks in his game, and I just think with the right scheme, I think Miami beats them. Mm. Yeah, I could see that, man. Although, although I will say, 99% of my choice is coming from you picking uh, the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned that, it's been a while since I've seen playoff Drew. So I don't, I don't remember how he was. Raleigh is nice. I'll, I'll just let you know. He's he's nice. So he he's not going to be the issue, but he I think he decides the series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Well, what we learned uh, today is that some things just never change. Fong will just never pick the Heat, and he will just always go take the coward's weight out on some of these picks. Anyways, we'll we'll be coming back. Well. We'll be coming back later in the week. We're not going to come back after these play-in games. Uh, we're just going to, you know, there's not going to be, you know, Kings games, of course. But there will be, hopefully, Kings news coming soon. And we'll try to do as, as many episodes as we can, you know, provided that there's, you know, news worthy enough for us to do an episode. So we'll, we're on a kind of game let's call it a game to game basis you know we're we gotta you know sometimes feel you know we gotta practice a little bit to just feel out like if our ankles are you know good that game so that we know we can play that game you know let's call it load manage some people call it load managing we call it just being careful uh with just how we uh how we decide to produce episodes oh yeah okay well hopefully uh there will be another episode this week we can't guarantee it but we will do our best to make sure just to you know if something interesting does happen we'll definitely be the first ones to you know publish an episode and talk about it oh yeah well i guess stay tuned and we'll see you guys later (laughs) 